Welcome to the Lifting Lessons at Lunch, hosted by Calvary Baptist Church of Statham, Georgia. My name is Matt Dibler, and I have the great privilege of pastoring Calvary Baptist Church. This podcast can be heard every Monday through Friday at 12 o'clock. And now, here is our speaker for today. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's Lifting Lessons at Lunch. We have Caroline joining us again today as our, our very special guest. She's going to be singing a song for us today that goes right along with our lesson. So we're going to let her sing her song, and then we're going to get right into our lesson as we continue our study on the marks of a healthy church. I can be a little missionary. It's the gospel stories to the lost I carry. I can work for Jesus in the homeland. Send me a Lord, I'll pray. I don't have to cross the salty ocean to the needy heathen to show my devotion i can pray and give to send the others who represents me there i'll be faithful studying and praying if the master calls me home i'll not be staying to the fields already white to harvest send me O lord i'll pray all right thank you caroline for that song Today we're going to continue our study as we look at the marks of a healthy church. And we've already looked at a few things um, in our study. And the first thing we talked about was that the a healthy church should have a biblical focus. We should love God. We should love others. We should be discipling and, and making disciples out of our church. And I believe that our church is doing that. Uh, number two, we looked at the second week, we talked about how our church should be salt and light. If we're going to be a healthy church, we should be the salt that people desire, the flavor that people desire, but we should also be that light that Christ has called us to be. And then last week we talked about having faith in God. Without faith, we know that it's impossible to please him. We have to have faith in God. Today we're going to look at the mark of or another mark of a healthy church, and that's that we must be missions minded. As Caroline sang in that song, we are supposed to take the gospel to the lost and needy. Now that lost and needy can be in our area, that can be somewhere else, but we're supposed to take the lost to the gospel to the lost. As I was studying for this and, and thinking about this lesson, my mind was actually drawn to uh, Ephesians chapter 2, and we, we hear verse 8 and 9 quite a bit, but Verse 10 is important as well. So we're going to read all three of those verses to kick up our study today. Uh, Ephesians chapter 2, starting in verse 8, it says, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. We hear eight and nine a lot, and it's wonderful that we're saved by grace through faith. There's nothing I can do to earn my salvation. So because of that, there's nothing I can do to lose it, and I'm thankful for that. God has us securely in his hand, and no man can pluck us out, and I'm thankful for that. But if we stop there, then we've missed what God wants us to do. The fact that we are saved, there's nothing to do that we can, earn, that we can do to earn it is a blessing, but we are supposed to be doing more. What after we're saved? Well, the Bible tells us in verse 10 that we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus. We are created unto good works. We are saved individuals. Something more is expected of us than just being saved and just missing hell. 
We are created unto good works. Because of what Christ has done for us, we should be thrust into doing good works. We're created to do them. When we are in Christ, 2 Corinthians tells us that when we are in Christ, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away, and behold, all things are become new. We often look at that and we shout about the fact that we uh, don't have to worry about our old sins. What sins are you talking about? That that old man has been destroyed by the by Christ. The old things that we did have been destroyed by Christ. We shout about those things, but what about the new person? What about the new man that's supposed to be living in us? The last part of the verse of Ephesians says, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. We're supposed to be walking in these good works that Christ has given us to do. We're supposed to be walking in the new things that were created as we talked about just a second ago in 2 Corinthians until Christ comes back for his church. One of the new things that we are created for and the things that we're supposed to be doing as saved individuals is being mission-minded. So what does that mean? What does that entail to be missions-minded? Well, of course, we can go to Matthew 28 and we can talk about the Great Commission. We're supposed to go into all the world and teach, preach the gospel to every creature and we're supposed to teach them to observe those things, everything that Christ has taught us, that we're supposed to teach them how to do it. We're supposed to make disciples. But one verse in particular that I wanted us to mention is actually in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, and another very familiar verse but you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. So what can we take this to mean? Christ gives us insight into what we are to be doing. He gives us insight into these new things that we're supposed to be doing. We should be witnessing in our towns. We should be witnessing in our communities as a whole, our state, our country, Throughout the entire world, we're to be witnessing and carrying the gospel as he told us. He didn't just send the Holy Spirit here to us just to sit dormant inside of us. No, the Holy Spirit is alive and he's working through us if we will be the instruments that he uses to go and reach a lost and dying world. As a healthy church, we should be witnessing in our towns and communities. We understand that this is no small task. We are also to be going to the uttermost part of the, the world. We're to be the light in the darkness. I know we live in the Bible Belt here, but that doesn't um, exclude us or relieve us from the responsibility that it is for us to do what Christ has called us to do. Everyone in a healthy church should be making an effort to reach the lost for Christ. This is not just the job for the pastor and the staff of our church, or any church for that matter. If we just leave it up to the few people who are on a staff at a church or the one single person that is the pastor of the church, that man and, and those men and those people who are, um, are leading the church, those ones who are on staff at the church, we're going to die. We have to have other people. We have to have all people that are saved, that are believers in Christ, to go and to witness to those who are lost and dying and on their way to hell. It's our job. That's what Christ has called us to do. The fields are white unto harvest, but where are the laborers? So what can we do? We can reach those around us. We talked about already, we're supposed to be reaching in our Jerusalem, in our cities, in our towns, in our surrounding areas, in our communities. We're supposed to be looking for opportunities to witness to others. This includes our family, our friends, our neighbors. 
We also have the responsibility to send those who are going to areas that we cannot reach. We've announced recently that Christ is sending us over to the Netherlands. God has called us and he has spoken our hearts about the Dutch people. And he's really laid a burden on our hearts to go and to minister to these people. And we're thankful for the opportunity and the doors that are open that we've already seen for Christ to send us over there and for us to be missionaries and witnesses in those areas. Everybody that's listening to this lesson is not going to be able to go to the Netherlands. They can't all go to England. They can't all go to Korea. They can't all go to South America. But we can send people. We can support people. We can give to the people who are able to go, to the people who have been called by God to go. Our pastor and our church have been very generous in providing for missionaries as they enter the field. We've been very generous in uh, supporting those who are already on the mission field, whether it be here at home or whether it be abroad. Our church has been extremely generous, and I'm extremely thankful for that. I believe that God has blessed our church financially because of what we do for missions, because we give to those who go to places that we cannot go. Our church has the responsibility to send people to the places where we cannot physically go. And then the last thing, if we're truly a missions-minded church, we're going to pray, as, as the Bible says, we're going to pray that the Lord of the harvest would send laborers. My heart is burdened because we're not seeing young people submit and, and young people surrender to the call to go into the mission field, to go to those areas that other people can't go. We're not, we're not seeing that nowadays like we used to. And it, my heart is burdened because of that. It's our job as Christians to be on our knees, to be begging God. Pray the Lord of the harvest that he'll send labors. The, the, we heard a, a, a song at the missions thing that we went to for the young people not long ago. And it really spoke to my heart. It's one that I've not heard in a while. But it's, it says, uh, my house is full, but my fields are empty. Everybody wants a seat at the table. Everybody wants to come and eat at the table. We all love that part, but nobody wants to work in the fields. The fields are wide unto harvest. Pray ye the Lord of the harvest that he'll send laborers. God is ready to, to move. I believe that. We just need people who are willing. We need people who are surrendered. And we need mission-minded churches that will send people across the world to reach those who are lost and on their way to hell. I hope that this has been an encouragement and a challenge to you today. If we can help you in any way, please reach out to us. Thank you, Caroline, for being with us and for singing for us today. Um, I've enjoyed having her with us for the last few lessons. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your Friday. We're looking forward to Sunday and having our pastor back. Um, I believe that they've already landed back safely and um, are on their way home, so we're thankful for that. Um, but I hope that you have a wonderful rest of your Friday. God bless you, and we'll look forward to seeing you next week.